Make sure to listen to Sweeney Todd when it comes out, or I'll turn you into a little meat pie and I'll eat you up. Damn, Kip. Attend the tale of Sweeney Todd. Hi, I'm Ellie. And I'm Haley. And this is Two Kids and a Broadway Star. Today is Maria Bilbao. Bilbao, Bilbao, Bilbao. Maria made her Broadway debut earlier this year playing Joanna in Sweeney Todd. And not only were we lucky enough to see her performance, but we met her at the stage door after the show. And she was awesome. No surprise there. Maria studied at the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in New York and performed in shows like On Your Feet, Avita, and In the Heights before joining one of Broadway's biggest shows of the year. We're going to talk about what that's been like, all her favorite things, Sweeney things, and of course, advice for aspiring Joannas and Miss Lovitz. Maria, welcome to Two Kids and a Broadway Star! Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. We're so lucky to have you. Yeah. I'm so lucky to be here. Yeah, we saw the show back in March and it was so good. Chef's kiss. Thank you. Oh my God. Your voice is like amazing. Like the vibrato, the the soprano-ness. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. I feel like back in like, you know, like 50 years ago, there were more sopranos than altos, but I feel Mm -hmm. like that shifted a little bit. Yeah, definitely. it's really cool to be able to have like a really high soprano on two kids. Yeah. And star. yeah. So we're going to slide right into Sweeney Todd, which is your first Broadway show. And that's huge. What's it been like making your Broadway debut? And it's such a big, well-known show. Oh, my goodness. It has been absolutely magical and so surreal. I find myself, you know, every every show when we end it, I'm like, did that just happen? Is this really my life right now? Um, so it's, I, I still don't think that it's really hit me um, that this is like my life right now. And I'm truly like living my dreams. Um, being on Broadway has been something that I've wanted since I was probably, I don't know, 10 years old. Um, so being in this position now in this show with this company is just a dream come true. Yeah, I mean, it sounds it, especially the cast. I mean, there's stars everywhere. Were you starstruck, me and the cast? I was. I was so starstruck. I really had to mentally prepare myself before the first day of rehearsal to not um, be, I don't know, just like fangirling over these people that I admire so much. Um, But they're all so nice and lovely that they just make you feel so comfortable and it's just like normal people. But yeah, I really, I, I had to like have talks with myself being like, okay, you got to calm down, just be yourself. And that's, you're going to be great. I mean, they're just people. <laughs> they're just people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, are Josh Groban and Annalie Ashford like really as funny as they seem when you see them on stage? They really are. They are so funny. They're so goofy. Um, they're always like, we have little moments backstage where we just like play around with each other and have fun um yeah they're and and they're also just lovely people overall we couldn't be more lucky to have leaders like like how they are because they just create this environment of love and like connection and fun which is so important um like Anna Lee before before she goes on for worst pies she always like kind of looks at us um, while we're waiting to go on for our transition. It's like, let's have a play. Cause that's what it is. You know, we're just playing and having a good time and telling yeah. a story. 
Yeah. My gosh. I'm actually going as Miss Lovett for Halloween this year. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of like carrying around like, what's it called? Like the rolling pin? Yeah, a little rolling pin. <laughs> yes. And you have to do like the space buttons. Yeah. Little Miss buttons. <laughs> what's your favorite Joanna moment in the show? Mm, my favorite Joanna moment. Uh, I would, I'll have to say, I think my favorite Joanna moment is definitely her first moment in Greenfinch. Um, it's it's so fun to just, you know, introduce her in that way, um, singing that song. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think, I think that's my top Joanna moment. And then I also really love Joanna act two sequence when she's up in the asylum. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, it's so fun. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Greenfinch, Greenfinch is definitely like top tier for me. No, yeah. when you came out on stage and you just started singing, I was, I was blown away. Yeah. You know, I was, I was like, she's incredible. <laughs> That's so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> it's so cool yeah. to like meet a soprano. Oh, thanks. It's so cool <laughs> to meet you guys. Oh my God. Like your voice, like I've never heard anything like it. It's like so cool. Yeah. Thank you. That's really means a lot to me and it's and it is so true what you said like there's not a lot of sopranos or soprano roles right now um, yeah. yeah so exciting it's exciting I know I mean I feel like all the audition songs are like belting and stuff and yeah. sometimes I just want a vibrato yes sometimes you just want to spin up in your head voice yes. <laughs> <laughs> um what's your favorite line that you sing or your favorite line that you say oh wow that's such a great question um the first line that comes to my mind is so obvious, but I love it so much, um, is if I cannot fly, let me sing, um, which I think just holds so much honesty and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Like if I can't be free from this situation, let me at least have a voice. Let me express myself the way that I want to. Um, I think that's a beautiful moment. And then a silly a silly line that I really love that Joanna says that it's kind of hidden because there's so much going on in the number is during Kiss Me part two. She says, um, I'm a silly little ninny noddle. <laughs> and it makes me laugh so much um, that it's that Sondheim has just like buried that line in that song. And yeah. it just like bites me. Aww. Sondheim's a genius. <laughs> he really is. He really is. He, yeah. So Joanna's a pretty vocally demanding role. So how do you keep your voice healthy doing eight shows a week? Yeah, um, so I sleep a lot. I make sure that I get a lot of sleep. Um, I really notice my voice getting tired when I'm not well rested. Um, I also drink a lot of water and I'm always hydrating myself um, and voice lessons. Like I'm consistently taking voice lessons to make sure that I'm singing, you know, with the right placement, that I'm not pushing um, anything vocally. Because, yeah, it is really vocally demanding, um, doing it every night and sometimes two times a day. Um, yeah, and, and you know, you have to give up some stuff when, like, going out with friends after shows um, or going to loud events on your days off. You can't really do those things. So it's a lot of, you know, compromising and taking care of, of yourself. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine it'd be, you know, it would really suck if you went to like, I don't know, a concert and then the next day you had a show and then you realize you have no voice. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a nightmare. 
worst <laughs> nightmare. Um, actually, a couple of us in the cast, we went to a Mets game on Tuesday. And I was like holding it in so much. Don't scream. Don't scream. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So we heard that you and Jenna Duwall, who was in Diana the Musical, not only share a dressing room, but are doing a pop cabaret next month. Mm. We're picturing lots of dressing room rehearsals. Can you tell us about the concert and is there a story behind it? Yeah, um, there is a story behind it. So our idea, um, Gina was so lovely and she came up to me and she was like, I'm planning on doing this cabaret. Would you like to join me? And of course, I was going to say yes. Um, what an honor to be doing a show with Gina. And so the story is just like, it's called Love from the Lent Fontaine because we're, we're there with this concert, just sharing stories of love um, and love in all of its forms, not just in like romantic relationships, but with family, with our pets, um, with the work that we do. So that's like the overlying story of what this cabaret means to us. Um, and it's gonna be, yeah, like a mixture of pop songs, little stories sprinkled out here and there. Um, we'll do a little bit of Sweeney stuff, um, which is exciting, and a little bit of Diana stuff. Um, yeah, it's gonna be really, really fun. We're really, really excited. Oh my yeah. God, that sounds like such a cool experience, being able mm -hmm. to do a show, you know, in a, a Broadway theater and everything. It's yeah. <laughs> backing up. How'd you get started in theater? Because we saw some children's theater credits on your resume, which we love because we've been doing theater since we were really little because like I did it since I was five. Four. And she did it since she was four, so. Wow. Um, yeah, I have, a, I have a very similar story. I think my first show that I did was, I had just turned seven um, and my mom and my grandma put me in a summer camp at um, Miami Children's Theater down in South Florida. And remember my first show was Honk Jr. and I was a frog and like, I just loved it so much. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I never wanted to stop. I, yeah. I just wanted to keep doing those summer programs. And when I was in middle school and even in high school, I did, you know, their main stage productions and, yeah. and just learned so much from that. So yeah, I started off really young. I've, I've always been just like, a theater kid at heart and just like a musical theater nerd yeah <laughs> oh my gosh us yeah. too yeah so um you went to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in New York being from Miami did you always knew that you wanted to end up in New York yeah I think so um and it was definitely solidified my first time that I went to New York that I came here I was I want to say I was 16 or 17 and I saw Pippin, the revival of Pippin with Patina Miller. And I'd always known I wanted to come to New York, but that kind of solidified my vision of like, oh, I need to like, I need to live here and I need to do this. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, and it's funny because, you know, I wasn't going to go to the American Musical Dramatic Academy at first. I was going to go to school down in Florida State University. Um, because I wasn't, I, I didn't get accepted into the schools that I had wanted. Hmm. And so I was like, okay, might as well just go here, minoring in theater, not even majoring in theater. So my life would have been very different, I think, <laughs> or who knows, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I decided to take that leap and audition for AMDA. And it ended up being like, one of the best things that ever happened in my life and one of the best decisions I ever made. 
Oh my gosh, yeah. that sounds. I mean, fate, right? Yeah, yeah. But like the college audition process, like nowadays, mm-hmm. like I heard, because like I've been thinking about this stuff, even though I'm 14 and stuff, that you can like go do like a panel and like 20 schools will be there and you won't have to audition for like them separately. Mm-hmm. Like, what was the co- college audition process like? Yeah, so I didn't, I, I believe that that's called like unifieds because a lot of, a lot of my, um, my classmates in high school, they went to Unifieds and went to a panel and auditioned for a bunch of shows. I auditioned for the schools individually. So like I sent in, when I auditioned, there were a couple of schools where you had to send in like taped material, like a monologue or a song or both. Um, and even maybe like a dance. So I sent those to some schools and then they asked me to go and audition in person. So like I went to Pittsburgh and I auditioned for Carnegie Mellon over there. I went to Michigan and auditioned for University of Michigan there. Um, oh, um, what was the other college I auditioned for? I think it was Roosevelt in Chicago. I auditioned for that in Chicago. Um, so I, my journey was very much, I wanted to go to the school and experience like and see the campus for myself. Um, and see if that's like something I was interested in because that was really important to me. But it was definitely, it was grueling the entire, like, I think I was starting to prepare for my college auditions before my senior year, probably the summer after my junior year. Um, But it was lots, it was lots of fun. I mean, it sounds like it's worth it to be able to go to such cool colleges and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so you've also played Gloria Stefan twice, and you're both proud Cuban women from Miami. I feel like that's really significant. That's really cool. What were your experiences? Because you played that role twice, right? Mm, yeah. Um, my first experience was with that was amazing. I, I, I did that when I was 20 years old and it was, you know, the first time that I had led like mm-hmm. a professional production. Um, and it was really scary and intimidating, Yeah, but being able to tell that story and especially a story very close to like my heart and where I come from and my culture um, was a really beautiful moment in like, that experience kind of taught me, oh, I can do this. Like I can, I can lead a show. I can have the stamina and the, and the wherewithal to do this. Um, mm-hmm. And doing it again, I, we weren't able to finish the run because the second time I do it, did it was right before um, lockdown during COVID. Um. But it was, it's an amazing musical that I love so much and holds really dear um and it's also so much fun and Gloria she like doesn't get off stage at all except oh. for maybe like five minutes in, in an intermission so yeah. it was a really big testament to like my strength and and what I can do yeah do you have a favorite Gloria Stefan song to sing or to dance to yes um to sing my favorite song is probably Wrapped, which is Oi in Spanish. Um, that's one of my favorite songs. It's actually in the musical On Your Feet. I just think it's a beautiful melody to dance to. Oh man, there's so many. I really, really love, like the rhythm is gonna get you is so much fun. I love dancing to that song. 
Yeah. I could probably dance to every single one of her songs. <laughs> I know they're so catchy. <laughs> they're so catchy. So I thought it was interesting that you've also played a young soprano in both Sweeney Todd and Tiny and Dear before Broadway days. You also played Emma Carew in Jekyll yeah. and Hyde. And I love that show. It's so amazing. So did you see any similarities between those roles and shows? Um, hmm. Between the roles, yes, in a sense, um, because I think that they're both, they're both these ingenues who they want more from life. Like they have this like hidden strength inside of them that they're both like discovering and trying to like navigate how do I how do I express myself and how do I communicate my feelings um, and be vulnerable and brave? Um, I think that they're both very brave characters with their circumstances. Mm -hmm. um, and musically, you know, they're very similar. I would say Joanna probably sings a lot higher than Emma does. Yeah. Um, or a little bit higher. I, I, I don't really remember. But yeah, I think they're both I think they're both similar and also really different. Nice. Yeah. Um, do you have anything in the works that you want to talk about? Anything next? Or are you just focused on Sweeney Todd right now? Right now, I'm just focused on Sweeney Todd. And now um, this cabaret that I'll be doing with Gina. Mm -hmm. But hopefully, fingers crossed that sometime in the future, you know, something yeah. will We ask each of our guests to choose a cause and our parents make a donation as a little thank you for being on our show. You picked Prism. Can you tell us about it? Yes, of course. So PRISM is an awesome organization in South Florida that supports LGBTQI plus youth. Um, it gives them resources so that they feel like they're part of a community and they can talk to people that are like them. Um, and they also receive education um, on wellness and, and just resources to, to, to help them out. Because, you know, the situation right now in South Florida with LGBTQI youth is um, really scary. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important to support those children um, and those teenagers who, you know, are just trying to be their authentic selves. Yeah. Love that. So we also ask all of our guests, what advice do you have for kids like us who want to be on Broadway someday? Um, the biggest advice I can give is just keep going. If this is what you love to do and it fills your heart and it fills your soul, it's, it's something that you're meant to do. And no one can take that away from you. So don't let anyone take that away from you. Keep going and believe in yourself and know that you are enough in every way possible. Um, yeah. That's yeah. like one of the most wholesome things we've had. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a little lightning round. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's, it's not, not exactly a minute, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's still a lightning round. We just right. have to do. We just have to do it at this point. Let's go. Yeah. So it's the timer starts. I always do. Okay. The timer starts now. What is your current Taylor Swift era? Oh my gosh, nineteen eighty nine. Yes. Okay. Where were you when you found out you were gonna play Joanna? I was in Sonoma, California. Ooh. I feel like I asked you this at the stage door, but have you ever gone down the chair slide? I've never, and I really want to. <laughs> you should do it. When's the full Sweeney album coming out? September 8th. Ooh, yes. That's going to be my new obsession when it comes out. <laughs> Me too. Where is the best Cuban food in New York? Um, I would say Copelia on 14th Street and I think 7th Avenue. 
Well, how hard is stilt walking? So walking is not as hard as you would think. What is the best season of Stranger Things? And why is it obviously season three? Oh my God. Was season three the last one that just came out? No, it was the second to last one. Season four was my favorite. It was so scary. It was. It was very scary. What are you going to be for Halloween? I have no idea. And and I always plan this early in the year and I just don't know. Um, Relatable. Maybe Wonder Woman, but I, I don't know. That yeah, sure. this is the first year <laughs> where I've had a clear wondering. idea. Okay, what show are you going to see next? What show am I going to see next? Um, I really want to go see Anne Juliet. I saw Ooh. it. It's so good. Ah, I'm so, so excited. Good. <laughs> what are you listening to right now? Ooh, I am listening to a lot of Maggie Rogers. Ooh. What is your dream role? Uh, my dream role is... Dot in Sunday in the Park with George. Ooh. <laughs> Can we hear your favorite line from Sweeney Todd? Ooh. I, I'm a silly little ninny noddle. That's, there she is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And time. How long was that? It was about a minute. Ooh. Close. <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> were close. <laughs> we never time it right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much much for for being on Two Kids and a Broadway Star. Broadway Star, Broadway Star, Broadway Star. (laughs) Thank you so much. This was so much fun. This was so much fun. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Attend the tale of Sweeney Todd. Attend the tale of Sweeney Todd. He served a dark and a vengeful God. He served a dark and a vengeful God. At Two Kids and a Broadway Star, it's really important to us that we support Broadway and the whole theater community. That's why we ask all our guests to choose a charity and our parents make a donation as a thank you for being on the show. This episode supports PRISM. We hope you'll consider making a donation of any size. You can find a link to donate in our show notes. Any amount counts. Two Kids and a Broadway Star is me, Ellie. And me, Haley. We started this podcast as a way to stay connected to the theater community during the shutdown and beyond. You can follow us on Instagram at Two Kids Pod, and you can listen to all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and at twokidsbroadway.com. Please like and subscribe. Thanks for listening.